0: The Kings win their second straight game in blowout fashion against the short-handed Clippers, 123-96. I was a little worried about the Kings being a 1 p.m. start time. They, in seasons past, have tended, tended to uh, come out slow and sluggish in these one, 1 o'clock start times and also being on a few days rest. You could see them coming out, you know, not as focused, but that did not happen in this game at all. This was a blowout from the opening tip. It was the Kings' best defensive performance of the season. They did allow the Clippers to get a lot of offensive rebounds. Uh, Zubats was a beast on the offensive glass, uh, but it didn't really matter because the Kings were good defending the Clippers. Uh, even when they would get those second opportunities. And the Clippers also just weren't making shots and were missing a lot around the rim. But it was good defense from the Kings, a lot of deflections and really just good switching, I thought, and staying in front of their man, which is something we haven't seen a lot, although it is against you know a Clippers team who... Don't have too many offensive creators uh, when they have so many guys out. I thought the Kings did a really good job not settling for threes in this game. They were attacking the rim early, and they did not shoot um, that well from three. I mean, it was okay, but they ended up shooting 32, but I think a lot of those were later in the game in garbage time. and But when... It mattered when the game was, you know, still in the balance The Kings did a really good job attacking the rim, especially Sabonis, who just came out on an absolute mission with 17 points, five assists in the first quarter. I think it was he was dominating and Zubats really couldn't stop him, which is not something I, I really expected because Zubats, you know, he's a big body. He's a solid defender. But Sabonis was going right at him, and he was also uh, hitting his jump shots. He hit two threes and hit a a couple other jump shots, which really opened up his offensive game. Harrison Barnes also came out in attack mode, getting to the the free throw line, and he ended up going one for five from the free throw line, which uh, was interesting. The Kings shot terribly from the free throw line in this game. It was interesting because they got out-rebounded on the offensive glass, they couldn't make free throws, and it was still a blowout win. And Fox didn't have it going offensively, and it was still a blowout win. So I think that really just shows how deep this team is. And even, you know, Kevin Herter wasn't going off or anything. It was just really a well rounded performance. And even though guys weren't necessarily going offensively, we still had a good offensive game. But. It was really the defense that won us the game. And I think the, the biggest change in defense for this team is the bench. Having Davion Mitchell and Kaziak Paula as the first two guys off the bench. Uh, Davion Mitchell always was, but Kaziak Paula is where the change happened. And he was amazing defensively in this game. Nobody could get by him. And he was getting a lot of deflections, steals, knocking the ball away. He was awesome defensively. The Clippers went to a zone uh, in the first quarter when they couldn't stop the Kings at all in that first quarter. And what I found interesting was the first few possessions were a bit rough from the Kings. But then I think Sabonis specifically really figured out how to attack the zone and he was just kind of floating around in the middle inside the arc and was creating for everyone. He would just get the ball and he would have so much space in the middle because of the zone, and he would dribble kind of across the court, uh, kind of horizontally, and he would then cause a lot of shifts in the defense and would either be able to attack himself or make passes so the Clippers pretty quickly went away from the zone because of how Sabonis had figured it out. Malik Monk came out in the first quarter and made one kind of wide open uh, mid-range shot off a screen and then that's all he needed to get going and then he just started firing contested threes and making them and he was he was feeling it. He had 13 points in only 16 minutes because he was not needed in the second half and he was also creating for others. Um, I think he threw an oop to to Metu like he always does. That that bench unit just loves throwing oops to each other. Terrence Davis threw one to, to Malik, who missed the dunk, and I think there is a couple other ones. And it's just the trio of Metu, Terrence Davis, and Malik Monk is so fun in transition because all three of them can throw down and also throw it up to each other. And they they were all running the floor after defensive stops. And the, the bench was just really creating their offense from their defense. And running in transition. Terrence Davis did a really good job of that. He created uh, havoc defensively. And then he was running the floor the other way. A lot of times with the ball. And was creating for others. I thought he did a really good job in that first half of creating for others in transition metu had a really good game he had eight rebounds 10 points two blocks another game where he just was really good rebounding the ball Uh, and the only time he wasn't good rebounding the ball was when he had to go out there against zubats but uh, there's not many players that can out rebound uh, zubats and he was just really good defensively and offensively again And he has just been great for the Kings uh, since he's gone to that uh, backup five role. And it's not something I expected at all. There was a portion of the second quarter where the Clippers didn't get a field goal for six minutes in that second quarter. And then uh, there was a a BS call on Sabonis. And Sabonis had had to come out even after the challenge. It was his third foul. He barely touched a guy. They challenged somehow. Um, they didn't overturn it. I don't know. It just it happens every game. Where Sabonis gets in foul trouble for doing nothing. But that happened. So he had to come out. And then the defense uh, was a little rough uh, from there in the, in the second quarter. But they still only allowed 14 points in that second quarter. And... Well, I I think Sabonis going to the bench there and the Clippers starting to score at the rim really shows that Sabonis actually is a good uh, rim defender. But even if he might uh, not get all the blocks or the reputation of being a a good defender down there, I, I think he does a lot of good things defensively. And honestly, I think he might even be better defensively when he's in foul trouble. Because when he's in foul trouble, he's a lot more focused on going straight up not trying to like necessarily block the ball cuz he doesn't have the athleticism to block a lot of shots although he did get two blocks in this game but he's just more focused on going straight up and playing solid defense and forcing the opponent to make a tough shot cuz if you don't bail them out by fouling them a lot of times it, they're going to miss the the tough shots around the rim when Sabonis Who's a you know a big body in there is contesting it. I thought Keegan Murray was good in this game, although not being able to to hit threes in early on in the game. He did hit uh, a few later in the game in garbage time, but he was really good cutting to the basket and also was part of the the good team defense getting three steals. Or actually, now that I'm looking at it, he was only credited for two. I thought it was three. But anyways, he was really good defensively. Also really good helping out rebounding, which was uh, needed. And just good hard cuts, which is something we hadn't really seen from him. Because a lot of times he would pass the ball and then kind of do a little shake. You know, not like directly cut to the basket. Kind of try to fake his defender, but really he's not going anywhere. And that's never going to fake a defender, just doing a little shimmy. Uh, But he would just... He passed the ball to Sabonis and directly cut to the rim, and Sabonis would find him. And that's what you need to do when uh, you have a guy like Sabonis on your team. And I thought he did a really good job of back-cutting guys off the ball and getting to the rim. He had a career-high 23 points in this game, and he was out there in garbage time just like he was against the Pacers. Looked a lot better than in this garbage time than he did in, in the previous one because he wasn't trying to do too much like he was against the Pacers. He wasn't trying to be like the point guard, you know, the facilitator. He was just doing what was coming to him. He was taking the shot or going around a screen. And if the shot wasn't there, he'd pass. And if it was, he would, you know, take the shot. And, and I thought he did a really good job getting to the rim and finishing Or at least going hard and then getting fouled and going to the free throw line. I think a lot of positive signs from him after definitely a rough stretch offensively for him. At the end of the the third quarter, De'Aaron... Well, at the end of most quarters, De'Aaron will take it upon himself to take the final shot. And he's usually really good at it. And he did it again at the end of the third quarter where he just got to his spot and made a shot. And honestly, he could have done that more this game, uh, going around screens or taking a guy one-on-one, but it, it wasn't necessary in this game. But if the game were closer, I would hope that he would do that more. But uh, yeah, he's really good at uh, ending the quarters, although he did have one bad play at the end of the, the second quarter, I think it was. But at the end of the third, he, he did a really good job getting to the rim and... At the start of the fourth, the, the Clippers were playing a lot of their young guys. And they, they were getting the Clippers back into the game. And this the same thing kind of happened in the, in the third quarter. Not the young guys for the Clippers, but just kind of getting back into the game. And then a timeout was called. And the Kings would just go on the run and extend the lead. Uh, and not allow the Clippers to score at all after that. And that's what they did in the fourth quarter. They put the starters back in. And they immediately went on a nine Oh run. And that was nice to see, you know, just like knowing that we can turn it up when, when it's necessary. The Kings defense has just been getting progressively better. Just them figuring out their rotations and figuring out how to play defense together as a team. I think playing Kaziak Paulo over Trey Lyles is a big part of that. Trey Lyles did come back in this game from his illness and played in garbage time, but I'm not sure how many minutes he'll get. I don't think he's going to get back into the rotation, at least not right now, because KCAC Paul is playing great defense right now, and the offense for the bench is fine. And I think the offense for the bench actually improves when they're playing better defense because it gets their transition game going because the bench offense can be stagnant at times if they're not running in transition. Overall, it was just a really good game from everyone, and honestly, I don't I don't know if it was the Kings' best game of the season, but uh, because of how many guys the Clips were, were missing, but I think if you ignore how many guys the Clips were missing, then I think it was their best game of the season just because of the defense along with the offense. Because in, in the Nets game, uh, the defense wasn't as good. It was just the offense being <laughs> having the best game of all time and not being able to miss. But in this game, it was more sustainable with the, the defense that was being played. The Kings now go back to Sacramento to play against the Bulls on a back-to-back. It was nice to get a blowout win, get two straight blowout wins, Um but mostly in this game because, it, you know, it was nice to rest uh, the important guys for that game tomorrow. The Bulls have not been good this season, but they definitely have dangerous players. So it would be nice to to see the Kings play the same defense that they did in this game and play just as well. If you look at the Kings' defensive rating, it's been steadily improving throughout this season, and I just hope that that's a trend that, that we continue to see. Because the Bulls' defense is, is not great, so I don't think that the offense for the Kings will necessarily be the issue. Although, last time we played on a back-to-back, the offense was an issue because guys look tired, and uh, we're just kind of shooting threes and not attacking the rim. So if we if we fall into that, it definitely could be rough, but I, I think that... Uh, the most important part of this game is going to be the defense, not letting Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan get going offensively. It's another early start, which will be interesting at at 3 o'clock, but uh, definitely a game that, although the Kings are on a back-to-back, they should probably be favored in because it's at home and because the Bulls have not been been great this season. Um, A nice thing uh, about... Winning against the Clippers here is that means the the Kings are 500 on the road. Which is a big positive to be able to be winning that many road games early on in this season. Anyways, that is it for this episode of the Royal Report. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, make sure to leave a rating and a review. And I will see you guys next time to recap the game against the Bulls. Peace.